0: Good morning, good afternoon and good evening. This is the Curious Anarchy podcast and we're back once again with another episode of Curious yes. News. Good afternoon Jermaine and my wonderful and amazing co-host Mark. Mark, how are you? Jermaine, thank God it was like uh, the,
1: the uh, Eurovision Song Contest without Terry Wogan. Thank God you're back. That's all I'm
0: saying. An absolute tragedy, eh? It would be. Tragedy. Yeah, okay. you um, got lost control. control. Funnily enough, Mark, um, huh? yesterday... Funnily enough, I was just saying, yesterday, um, there was the 10-year anniversary of another Mark, Mark Duggan, who was shot and killed... Correct, yes, indeed. Um, that seems like so long ago, that was I was going to say, summer.
1: it's hard to imagine that was 10 years ago. It really that is. Was,
0: that was the summer, um, the year before I moved down to London. Yeah, I was, I was living in Stratford and they were still building it up just ahead of the Olympics. Um, yeah, that's uh, just honouring Mark Duggan there. Any thoughts on that, Mark?
1: Uh, well, I've got two very quick kind of observations really. I was working in a children's home at the time, and a lot of the kids wanted to go down to Blue Water to, to ransack the shops. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it was like the momentum of the time. It spread throughout the whole country. My two reflections were this. First of all, it really did remind me of the the incidents that happened in Tottenham about around 1983-84, the Broadwater farm riots. I mean, it, was, it followed exactly the same pattern. People going to the police station, the police not responding. And then it just kicking off. So, it's like, for for someone who's older and who's observed both, it's like it was manufactured to me. It Mm -hmm. was like they didn't deal with the issues, they dealt with the crowd. Mm -hmm. If you know what I'm saying. So that was like a deliberate attempt to, I think, to stoke the fires of having a riot. And these riots happen when we're going through austerity, when things are hard because they like to take the focus away from their lack of management of the the economy. So that's my first observation. My second observation is that uh, I noticed today David Lammy is very vocal about uh, the whole area of racism, etc.
0: Yeah, was it the the categories on the census?
1: Yeah, exactly. And also recommendations he made to the government that he keeps saying the government haven't followed up, which they probably haven't. Um, It... it, it, uh, It reminds me of the time, I remember him at the time walking down with the police through Tottenham the day after the riots and telling black people they should be shopping in their children for whoever did this. I I really have a bad taste in my mouth about him taking that much of an active role in not looking at the real reasons why the community was angry rather than looking at the the, the responses if you like. I have a real problem with that because today he comes across as the voice of yeah looking for social justice but at that time he didn't side with the community at all he sided with the police and i, I was very disappointed because uh i have to say in that area in Tottenham, before that there was bernie grant and he was a magnificent uh, he was very much you know like a, a homegrown local version of Darkus howell or, or martin luther king and to find a sort of like Tottenham having a black uh, member of parliament and who didn't support the community was very very disturbing Mm-hmm. that's my only observations of the time um, I want to bring up something that probably predates that or certainly started around that time mm-hmm. and I find this equally disturbing American troops and British troops have withdrawn from Afghanistan and, and um, you know the battle with uh, the Taliban
0: mm-hmm
1: They've withdrawn, handing the, the country over to the Taliban. I hope I've got right. it right, Is the Taliban, wasn't it? Do you mind? I can't remember the organization. It makes perfect sense. No, no, I mean, I have got the right organization. It was the Taliban, it wasn't the... Uh,
0: oh, I, I don't know, but I I'm, I'm sorry. Consuming. Which country was it?
1: I think it's Afghanistan where they're withdrawing from.
0: Okay, yeah, I think I'm... I see the... Is there, uh, it might be, yeah. But we can check that. We can always check that. But but, it, but but okay. So but the point is, whereas you might say, might
1: might make perfect sense on all sides, a lot of people died in the fruitile the fertile, fruitless and fertile point of having an army there for ten to twenty years.
0: When I say that, you know that I'm being.
1: Sarcastic. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. I do. Yeah. No. No. I do. But but for me, I just I'm listening to
0: make that clear for all of the the curious anarchy listening. Listeners. No, of course. We, we the people have that know you, time, and thought, "Hmm, what on earth is this guy saying?"
1: <laughs> the people that know you know you, so to speak. Um, so they they won't be surprised that you say that. But for me, it's disturbing, um, because nothing that they said they set out to achieve. I'm not that I was expecting that, but I'm saying nothing they set out to achieve has been mm. achieved. And so what they've actually done. So imagine you you go back like Back to the Future. Um, yeah, it's the Taliban. Sorry, yeah, and it's Afghanistan. So, if if you if you went back to the future, and went back to the very point they went in, mm-hmm. we're almost at that point now again, with everyone—the British and the and the, and the um, Americans and all the so-called allies—leaving and leaving the people of Afghanistan at the mercy of the of the Taliban. The whole point of going in was to help the people not get. Overrun by an army that is uh, a religious caliphate, which which the people of Afghanistan don't agree with. Mm-hmm. So it's very very disturbing that after all that time and money and everything, the situation is is as bad as it ever was. It, it kind of makes a joke of the whole point of going in there in the first place.
0: Right.
1: And mm-hmm. I find that I find that disturbing because a lot of people lost their lives unnecessarily. And you've got to remember, it's not politicians that lose their lives on the whole. Mm-hmm. It's 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 um, it's the armies and the peoples and the families and the children that are there that lose their lives. And also, you have to remember that Afghanistan had a proud history of never being conquered, going back to the whole times of the uh, the Silk Road. And then you had the Russians went in there, so the Americans went in to try and stop the Russians. Then the Russian Americans invaded, and then the Taliban. I mean, they just had endless conflict brought to their door for no apparent reason it's literally
0: like a procession they've just joined yeah, the conflict yeah, yeah. and they're just walking through the, the middle east as has been the case for many years you would
1: expect expected at the very least some kind of buffer built in to help the people that live there and what's happened is because because you see what 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 happened was there was a couple of fellas uh, on the TV and the radio, army, ex-army, British army, and they were saying, we used to go into a village, liberate it, and the people said, are you staying? And we'd go, yeah, of course we are. And then, of course, we'd get withdrawn the next day, and then the Taliban would come in the next day.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, that's okay if you're an army, because you can leave the country. You know, like, well, these images of uh, when the Americans left Vietnam and they got helicopters off the embassy, so they could literally left the people at the mercy of whoever else was coming there. mm but it's not right if you live there. You and your family live there, and 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 you have to suffer that kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, I mean, you know, years of, of torture and abuse and killings when you mm. were promised some level of safety. So I just want to bring that up because it doesn't seem to be on very many news at the moment, and I don't know why.
0: Mm. Mm. I don't
1: understand why it's not covered. It should be a major talking point. That you know we. The West spent billions on this war. Could have even if, if you didn't have the war, you could have spent all that money on the infrastructure. Like, well, we had austerity potential. We could have built schools and youth clubs. So on so many different levels it's wrong. On so many different levels. Yeah. Right,
0: so that so
1: that's so that's that. Um I, I came across a case which really intrigued me, Jermaine. Uh, it's why I thought, uh, I'd really like to do a curious news today. Really, really fascinating case. Um The Mexican government is suing certain companies that make guns in America. Okay. Because they claim that these companies knew that these guns would be used for illegal, uh, you know, like not drug trade, uh, gun trade, illegal gun trading. Yeah. They kind of knew that that would happen, if you like. So they're sort of saying, you know what? This is out of order that that um, that these companies have made guns that are going to be used against the very people of of our country. So we're suing the, these companies. We're not we we're don't not sue the American government because we can't really sue the American government.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we're going to sue instead um, these companies. Now, okay, you might think, well, that's a bit far fetched. Some of these guns have got pictures of a guy called um, Zabata. He was a revolutionary Mexican leader back in the 18th, 19th century. So the guns actually come with pictures of this guy on them. So clearly they're aimed at the market because otherwise why would you do that? No one Mm. in America knows who those people are. Why would you do that? Um, But the thing... That really, for me, summed up the, the whole thing up. Because we also know that a lot of the, the these guns are used to kill politicians on from America and from and from Mexico uh, by sort of gangs and drug dealers in in Mexico. They've got a huge problem with gang warfare.
0: Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
1: so it's wrong. It's also wrong. I mean, sorry, they're suing for ten billion pounds. I think it's a bit of a random number. Could have been anything.
0: Um, Ten billion pounds.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not a lot in in terms of the American, uh, American or the Mexican economies, but it's it's a a statement, isn't it?
0: I mean, for for for, is that the 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 total worth or is that ten billion per company?
1: No, I think it's the total amount they're selling for. But they're not
0: going to win. Of course not.
1: No, but I don't say it from the point of view of, um, uh, you know, you know, America's very weighted and the likelihood is the American companies will win. The American companies actually have, uh, as part of their protection code, things written in that you can't sue them for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So they've actually got clauses. You know, that's the bit I found most interesting, to be honest with you. And uh, it made me think what a weird world we're living in. You see, a company could make um, pictures of, let's say, I don't know, um... Think of someone through history that uh, Caesar make. Now they can make bow and arrows with Robin Hood on that would end up in Britain and then kill a lot of people on the street, and then Brit- Britain would try and sue America again. Look, this is out of order. You've definitely made it to for the British market, and then the company going, "Well, we didn't first of all, and secondly, you can't sue us anyway because we've got this clause that says our bow and arrows." Uh, right. You know, that, yes. you know. What a weird world we're living in. Don't you find that weird?
0: Totally, totally. Don't you find that strange? And also, on the back of that as well, um, there have been uh, looks uh, by organizations, bodies, looking at the human rights element of the U.S. arms, of U.S. arms sales. Um, Just yesterday, I believe, the Biden administration had actually approved the first arms sale to Taiwan. Wow,
1: there you go. You see this? This all fits in. I mean your next year will be selling it to the Taliban. You know, it all fits in to this pattern mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the arms industry and the medical industries are there just to make huge amounts of profit. And no one should make that kind of obscene profit.
0: And, and how much this deal was worth. Good. Seven hundred and fifty million dollars.
1: Which and this That's comes to another it. this comes to another discussion we've had in the past, which is less than the amount of worth that Rihanna is apparently worth these days. Yeah, yeah. The news story was she's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And it comes back to the discussion you and I have, you and I have had many times before, which is why do people need to be billionaires? Why isn't it enough to be five hundred millionaires sort of thing, having five hundred million? Why is that not enough to live on? I'm sure I'm not blaming Rihanna because, you know, she's worth what she's worth. If you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As a commodity, she's worth what she's worth. I just find it weird that we live in a world where people are starving and people can be worth... Like, you know, imagine uh, we said Messi's legs were insured for a billion pounds. And it's like, why? Why do they need to be insured for that much? He's not going to get a billion pounds from having those legs, is he?
0: If something happens... To him... You could pay him a certain
1: amount so he could live for the rest of his life. He could have, like, three million pounds for the rest of his life. That'd be more than enough to live on.
0: <laughs> He's funding well, the insurance business. Right. I don't I don't
1: money. think that the money will go to him. It will go to all the organisations that have got a part of him, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I wonder you could cut up... You know, there was a thing of... I don't know if you know about this. There was a thing once with the DHSS... I don't call it that anymore. Job seekers. But they valued every part of your body. So if you had an accident, let's say you lost a finger they had an amount they would pay you for that like 100 pounds you know they had a value for your for your for your digits and your all your bodily parts but i wonder if the companies have like so I've, uh, dissected him up so that different parts of him were worth different money if, <laughs> yeah like, so and would it be like all go to coca-cola or would it be shared amongst different company how does it work because i don't think he's getting that billion i think he probably would get Five million, something like that. Who would get the other, you know, nine hundred fifty-five billion,
0: whatever? Or well, that Messi has a good team around him. he did, I'm sure, he'd get more. Than 5 All right,
1: fine, but let's say, but let's say, did, like, let's say he got ten like, million.
0: He's a multi-millionaire. He's been yes. playing football for how long? Uh, exactly. He's nearing the end of his career. Like, he's. No, no, but I'm yeah, not saying I mean, it you know, like if that. Something really savage happens to him. He'll be
1: yeah, sad. yeah. No, Jermaine, I'm not saying it like that. I'm not talking about for him. I'm hmm. saying. Okay, it's so like, imagine it was you
0: mm-hmm. and you're
1: insured for a billion pounds, right? And let's say and you then, had a so terrible
0: example, accident, right? So we yeah. do a podcast and I, I insure my... Yeah, my your larry. lungs.
1: Your lungs. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, something happened to your lungs and you get the insurance money for what was valued against your lungs. That's fine if it's just you, Jermaine. But if something, loads of companies are investing in your podcast, they're going to get loads of money from it. So in the end, You'll be lucky to get, even Messi would be lucky to get 10% of what they make. Does that make sense? hmm So it's such a con because it's like, this isn't, he's just literally a commodity. And we know that anyway, but he, and so is Rihanna, just a commodity. Mm-hmm. So they all own bits of her. She, you know, people could literally tattoo Coca-Cola and Pepsi and what have you on her body because they own that much of her. That's how ridiculous the whole
0: thing. Is. You know something that I find um, quite interesting with all of this sort of talk, especially in the last, well, maybe couple of years. I think there was uh, one of the Kardashians was it not Chloe? The younger I don't, one. I don't know them. Sorry, I don't know. Um, I don't know the difference.
1: I wouldn't be able to name
0: them to you if you know what I mean. One of the younger ones. She um, apparently became a billionaire on the back of okay. yeah 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 on the back of like i think she had a makeup range or something and then kim kardashian um now the thing is with when they announced this yeah it doesn't necessarily mean that they have a billion in cash literally. okay um it means that their their total i guess their states or whatever it might be called, and um, so their total business activities is, is hitting around, and it might just be, you know, short, just short of being a billion, but she she's definitely provided a product that women want to, to wear, one, with the, the makeup, the range of makeup that's actually, I mean, you know, we're kind of going into talking about makeup, yeah, makeup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, obviously, like, Naomi, she buys uh, Fenty, like, the makeup range yeah. That, that, is, that is actually available through Fenty, and there are other brands like Nars. Um, they they do a great range. I think Fenty. Uh, I think Rihanna actually works with Nars and uses like one of their production, okay, system, okay. something like that. Um, but the, it's a whole network. She hasn't just set up her own like industry sector herself. She's working with partners in, in already. You know well, that much, in, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Um, and so. Yeah, just to kind of summarise, really, um, the the idea is of being a billionaire. It's, it's it's it sounds great, you know, if you're in into this sort of capitalistic, really, you know, on that whole making money kind of vibe. But it's not necessarily true.
1: Yeah, I get what you say, but you still got to understand that even if it's not true for the individual, it's true for companies that have invested in that individual. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, let's say, for example, your house becomes a site of historical importance. Mm-hmm. And they invest in the property around that house so that they get money just for that house being where it is. And, and it doesn't matter. They can knock it down and build a two-party. But they still get money from, from the area. from having. So this is what happens with individuals like Messi. You know, they're getting money off him. It didn't matter if he plays or not to them because mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. still getting money. And he might be worth, like I said before, he might be worth 10 million. But they're getting a billion out of it. Which is why they're putting the insurance thing so high.
0: Mm, So they're going to get
1: a billion back when he only receives 10 million of that. Mm -hmm. But my argument is we don't need billionaires full stop. And we don't need companies getting billions of pounds that they're not going to ever share or give to the common people. You know, when you're talking about people having to murder to get food or to go to food banks or to emigrate, to survive, this is the wrong philosophy for the planet. In the same way that the kind of the kind of immense amount of wastage that goes on that causes global warming is equally wrong for the planet. And don't get me wrong, companies do the most amount of this. You know, they, they spend billions on corrupting the, the poisoning the country the, the planet, the whole fracking thing, everything. So much money is spent poisoning the planet we live on. Mm. So I'm not blaming individuals, and I'm not blaming you know, someone because they've got a fridge that's got a carbon thing or whatever. I'm saying this, the whole strategy is completely wrong. If you could scrap it and start again, you would not build any of this. But there's a, an article I wanted to get on before we, we came off, which really reminded me of you. Um,
0: oh, yeah. Really,
1: it, it just made me laugh so much. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's your world and it's not mine. It's probably more Shiloh's world, to be fair. But it's so not my world and i i, I laugh at it because it, it just sums up that's what it sums up the world we live in and secondly i wonder how many more this is just one that's been reported i wonder how many of these there really are a sprawling network of more than 350 fake social media profiles is pushing pro-china narratives and attempting to discredit those seen as opponents of the chinese government the aim is to delegitimize the west and boost china's influence The study shared with the BBC found that the network of fake profiles circulated gar- garish cartoons depicting, among others, exiled tycoon da, da, da Each individual has themselves been accused of spreading disinformation. Some of these accounts spread across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube use fake our generated profile pictures, while others appear to have been hijacked after previously posting in other languages. There is no evidence, there's no concrete evidence that this network is linked to the Chinese government, but according to the CIR, a non-profit group which works with counter-disinformation, it resembles pro-China networks previously taken down by Twitter and Facebook. So what's interesting about this is this is one that we found out about. This is one that everyone would agree we should look at. But that whole thing we had around race for the past two years, you've got to imagine that the same sort of networks have been set up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We never had a world like this. You know, if people were going to be racist, they mark down the street and you gave them a good kick. In. This is all like literally nowhere near where we are. This could all be done from a, a pothole in, in Portugal. You know, it's, it's just ludicrous that the world we live in now can be so manipulated without seeing someone's face. Uh, how many sort of bots have you got on your Facebook page, for example? You wouldn't know that, would you?
0: Mm.
1: How many social influencers have you got? How many... When I say... I'm talking about things like the Chinese government's agents who are acting mm. to... You know, mm. there's no way of us ordinary people know that because we work on a very simple level. I, I, I speak to you. I go, can I, can I be your friend? You go, yes. I, we, we exchange friendship things. That's how normal people... Would prefer. Well, this isn't normal. This is a sustained paid an accounts. This is where the billions go from Messi's foot, so that people can generate this sort of stuff.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: And what I'm saying to you is what I found really, really interesting around the whole area around the sustained racism that came about for the past two years, is that how absolutely faceless it was. Have you imagined it was done by, let's say, for example, it was done by someone, I don't want to say anyone because they don't want us to be sued, but imagine it was an Australian sort of multimedia owner who, who owned a lot of the media across many countries. Imagine he had a, a, a network in place of people that he paid to do this sustain on a sustained level. And then it feels he like she or they. Are, huh?
0: He, she or they?
1: Exactly. yes, yeah sorry, thank you for that. <laughs> it, is, it is this input. And it feels to me like it whipped up a whole storm. And we don't even know how many people were genuinely involved with this, if you know what I'm saying. You know, we're, we're being played, is what my feeling is. Um, because we can't see where these originate from. Like, I'm not being funny, when I was at school, if someone had a bad word to say, on I me, mean, I could find out where it came from. I can't find out any of these things. These are way, way more uh, structured and, and in a technological world that I know nothing about. And I like the fact that you can hijack someone else's account. So there was a lot of cases. Remember the thing with the football with the, uh, when, when, when the penalties were missed? A lot of people said, my account's been uh, hijacked. Now I'm not suggesting in those cases that was true. But what I'm saying to you is it's interesting that it could be happening. I mean, I wonder how many people have got someone's taken fake accounts out in their name. I would love to have the money, resources and and knowledge to be able to research across the whole of social media how many people have actually been cloned in their accounts.
0: Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, I just, but it
1: made me think of you because I just saw this picture of people playing with technology. For me, you're the technological kind of know-how sort of person. So it just made me think of you. And when we've had discussions about non-binary influences, your finger's on the uh, digital camera or whatever it is, you know, on the pulse. The so, on the pulse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you. So, thank you. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. I think it's really interesting. I mean, you could literally manipulate public opinion overnight if you had 20,000 people on a computer going, um, buy buy a stalker, not butter. You know, and maybe 50 of them going, I once died from eating butter, and then no one buys butter anymore.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: See, I find that fascinating you know because back in the day when you study things like psychology you used to, there used to be small scale experiments about things like that not mass scale that we've got now because mm. you think about now okay okay how can I break down you know Hitler imagine his views being put around by social influencers today how hard it would be to combat it because half the things putting it about aren't even real people. And that's the kind of world that we're starting to live in now. I find it fascinating, mainly because I spent a lot of time Matrix. And for me it's like, mm, a lot of these things are beginning to ring true now. Or, I robot, you know. It, it's interesting that I mean, some of these things are beginning to ring a little bit true. Like, you don't have to have any ownership for the views that you're holding and I don't know a time in
0: history like, right? I'm just reminded of a meme that I shared yesterday um, <laughs> the, the four part meme where you've got the, the man and woman looking at each other um, and it, it, it comments on the idea about um, AI and, and machine learning and how they're programmed like how are they programmed they're programmed by humans with yes. bias yes. therefore the technology therefore um, then.
1: Oh, amplified. 100%. There's no such thing as an independent computer, is because someone has to program it. Of course, that makes absolute sense. And you mm-hmm. think about... Okay, I'm going to say this to you. Of all the cool people that you know in the world, how many of them are working on government or business programming those sort of computers? Many. Huh?
0: Many people use them.
1: No, I'm asking you, how many people that you know...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are actually doing the programming of the computers, like in terms of getting them to s- how they can think, what views they would have.
0: A maybe two, three. yeah,
1: exactly. So I've got to think. Most people doing it are not people I know or trust or have any comp. Mm. So that's that in itself is disturbing. Because mm. mm. my guess is a lot of them were probably people that decided to take a walk up to Capitol House in January and. Washington DC, and I find that disturbing. I'm su- I'm surprised more people don't. Maybe they don't want to think. It's, you know that scene in Matrix where, you know, he's looking around and everyone's just getting on with their lives, and he's like, yeah, what the f- "Why is everyone just compliant?" And, and, and the um, he says to him, "Well, you were until last week. So, <laughs> you know, it's only because we gave you the tablet that you're not." And and I was-
0: just before we go, I just wanted to mention this little bit of news here because it, it really, um, off the back of the events of sort of like the last week with the Olympics and we had Naomi Osaka, we then had Simone Biles and how they were attacked by, no, in, yes, Naomi Osaka was attacked and then uh, Simone Biles, she was also attacked. Yeah, for- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not you know making america proud and to no. the their people down and all setting. that yeah yeah Do you know what i mean and i feel like that it was really unfair and i made a comment about the the committees around you know who, who are supporting these events putting these events on and yeah. um, it's been a, a, a bit of news today uh, a bit of sad news really uh the u.s shot to raven saunders uh her mother has passed away Um, And what happened is she was actually under investigation by the International Olympic Committee, the IOC. Um, And what they've done is they have somehow managed to show some kind of compassion and they suspended the investigation.
1: Interesting, very interesting. I want to leave you with this about the Olympics. I found this fascinating.
0: And sorry, just just before I finish off as well. The investigation is following a, um, some sort of gesture that Raven Saunders made um, while she was accepting her silver medal. And they were investigating that, which again, you know, brings and hearts back to the Black Panther movement. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. And the state, yeah, yeah. yeah. what was that? Um, So they actually came up with a a, a, a rule, a a law, I guess, if you want to call it, uh, Rule 50, Mm -hmm. which prohibits protests on the podium.
1: Well, they, they also had a law that said you can't have uh, you can't make political statements like on your uh, attire, what you're wearing, and they're, mm. then they're looking into the Chinese team that apparently had communist on their thing when they went to get their awards. But oh, I want to yeah. I want to reflect on two things that I found interesting about yeah. the this this week, very quickly. <laughs> so first of all, I don't know if you saw, but there was actually one event. I think it was the long jump, the men's long jump, where they hit the same score. And for the first time since 1912, they agreed to share the gold medal.
0: High jump, I think it was.
1: Was it a high jump? So it was Italy and Qatar. Mm. But I found it interesting that in the, I think it was, it was something like the pole vault, they didn't agree. They had exactly the same score. It was Greece and Cuba. And the Greece man took the award. I thought that was sad. That, that was a lack of spirited, like the spirit of sportingness. And I'm going to leave you on this because I think there's two different things to look at in this one. This one's fascinating. There was a report the other day that England had won a bronze medal in skateboarding. When, okay. their, thir- when their 13-year-old um, person had come third in the event. Excellent. So everyone's saying, oh, that's amazing. She's only 13 and she got bronze. She was beaten in Silver Place by a 12-year-old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And, well, I think, so, wow, first of all, for the way they reported it, because it's like, you could have been honest and said, well, look, there's two very young teenagers involved here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other thing is, are we okay with 12 year olds? You know, we're talking about Naomi Osaka and all those pressures on those kind of athletes who are not much older, but are, in theory, old, older. Are we okay with 12 year olds and 13 year olds being put under that pressure on TV? You know, representing their country? Crying it's if they I mean, it's, it's I find it shocking personally. I mean, it's the thing that was everyone used to complain about gymnastics, about how young those kids were when they, you know, like Olga Corbett and all those people when they were, mm-hmm. they were, they, you know, they were so young, and they, they were meant to be faultless. And they, come on, that's not right, is it? Surely we wouldn't do that to our children. But uh, I find that very interesting. because no one's picked up on the fact that we're okay with twelve-year-olds, thirteen-year-olds being on tv and you know like if that was any other forum you wouldn't allow it that's Mm-mm. the reality
0: Mm-mm. in fact as you mentioned that um i believe we've we've had an inquiry from uh, an actress singer songwriter um she mm. i think she was i think she was a finalist in miss teen great britain as well so it'd be really interesting to have a conversation uh yeah now, that would be interesting i wonder what she'd think about that because you know, I was thinking also the other day about Amy Winehouse.
1: I mean, how young yeah. was she? She went through all those, um, what's those schools, Jermaine, where you learn how to sing and dance and all that stuff. Just that's all you learn.
0: Yeah.
1: So thank you performing. She went through all that performing arts stuff. So her first entry into the world was actually when she had, like, she became famous before she'd even properly entered the adult world.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that's yeah. just mad. Now, you think about the pressures? Uh, yeah, yeah. We know already about people like Judy Garland, where. They, the pressures that almost killed them as teen stars. I just, I, you know, we, we we don't send kids down chimneys or down mines anymore, but we're okay with them doing this sort of stuff. I don't get it.
0: Well, it will be interesting to explore, that's for sure. Uh, I guess, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, that's all we've got time for on Curious Muse for today, right here on the Curious Anarchy podcast. Thank you. Also, we've covered quite a lot today. We really have, we really have. We started off off. with Mr. (laughs) Duggan. Awesome, that's all. Thank you very much, so, so very much for tuning in. Thank you. I've not not been Jermaine. And I've not been Mark. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night.